All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this live edition of Protestia Tonight. This is Tuesday night, the 3rd of January, 2023. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the program that we hope will be glorifying to God, convicting to sinners, and edifying to the saints, a program with sincere questions and biblical answers. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this is this is kind of a, a special occasion, I guess, for us here at Protestia. This is the first our first attempt at simulcasting this show. So if you're watching on the Protestia YouTube channel and you're seeing me in a little box with headlines to the right of the screen and you want to participate in chat and whatnot, move over to the Protestia Tonight channel so that you can engage with the chat um, that will be be here. Uh, if I can get it on the screen, there it is. I see uh, uh, Dear Woke Christian is on the show. A uh, special shout out to fellow YouTubers, of which I I don't really claim to be like a YouTuber. I'm certainly not as good on the platform as so many others are out there um, that are out there whose whose channels I strongly recommend. One of them being Dear Woke Christian. I see him on the chat. Go 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 subscribe to his channel right now. Skip this. You know, flip over there. Subscribe to this channel. Come back, and uh, you're you're not going to miss much. You can put me on uh, you know 1.25 speed to sort of catch up. Um, but anyway, this is this is a program where we take what people are saying in the name of God, compare it to the Word of God. Um, I see, see I'm saying, I'm going to pop this up. Now you're a YouTuber for sure. All right. Uh, you know, I, I am right now going out on two YouTube channels, which is kind of ridiculous, but it's it's happening. Um, this is also going out on Facebook, on the Protestia Facebook channel, also going on the Pro, Protestia Twitter channel at the same time. Um, you can't chat on the Twitter channel. You can chat on Facebook and you can chat on, uh, YouTube on the Protestia tonight channel, not the Protestia channel. I see McLeod, uh, 1960 on hello from Eastern Oregon. Thanks. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Now I correct me if I'm wrong, but Eastern Eastern Oregon, it's only a uh, six 30. Do I have that right? Is, uh, you know, you gotta be on, uh, um, gotta be on uh, Pacific time. I would assume there. Uh, but anyway, it's seven 33 over here uh at mountain standard time this is and i'm glad you mentioned this this is the uh the freeloader portion of the podcast we say that lovingly because we love uh, our freeloaders as well uh anybody who is uh supporting the ministry here um it, but if you want to support the ministry financially for 5.95 a month you can do that on patreon.com forward slash protestia um and you'll get the full version of this program which includes the stream you're watching right now or the podcast you're listening to right now um, and it also includes the PTVIP patron only portion, which live streams right after this on a different, uh, different link. And then the full version of the podcast will be dropped in Patreon for you to listen to anytime that you want to, uh, while you're running, uh, walking the dog, whatever you like to do. If you like the audio version, I find that to be a little bit of, uh, pressure personally to do, to do that because on video, people kind of know you're there. You start chatting with those that are on the chat and, and, and having conversations. And then people listen to it later on the audio version. Um, that's not the best. It's not the best audio. It's not the best way to do podcast is to reference chats that are going on on a prior live stream. But I think it's okay. You guys will, you'll, you'll make do. You'll survive. Now, um, 
if five ninety five uh, a month, if you can bump it up from there for nineteen ninety five a month, you can join us for the Bull Dogmatic Bible Study, which takes place one hour before this program goes live on Tuesday night, so six six thirty Mountain Time. Uh, we join on Zoom and we study the Word, uh, and we um, we're we're right now we're in Second Corinthians. And we've been in Second Corinthians for a while. We really slow walk this Bible study because we really want to not only dig into the text but apply it and uh, you know fellowship and pray for one another and, and catch up with what's going on in each other's lives. And we lo- we love to see you on the Bulldogmatic Bible study. That link is dropped in Patreon for 19.95 and up subscribers. Now, um, I would be remiss if I didn't say this: if 19.95 a month is not in the budget, but you'd like to be with us on the Bible study, just get in contact with me. I'll make sure that you get the link. Make sure that you get there. I know everybody's busy, but if that's something that sounds like it would be a blessing to you, we would love to to have you on the Bible study. Now, uh, one other thing that I have been really bad about mentioning for uh, months, months and months and months, uh, Protestia has a Substack uh, subscription called the Insurgency. And the Insurgency not only provides you with uh, banned news links organized for you every single day, you know, news links that mainstream media tends to not talk about, um, but things that we think you should know, uh, and things that are kind of, they're, they're brushed under the rug by mainstream media and even some mainstream conservative media, you get that in your email every day, but also you will get protestia articles, protestia.com articles without ads. So if you want to read ad free, you can join the insurgency. Now, one little detail, the insurgency, uh, subscription version is, I want to say $7 a month or something, but if you join Patreon at $5.95 a month, um, send me a message and we will get you onto the insurgency. You'll get that, get that uh, included as well. It's very helpful for me. I do not have the time to go read everything that's out there, all of the headlines that I would need to read to stay informed, and that really sums it up for me nicely. Um, you can subscribe at substack.com. It's, it's protestia.substack.com, I believe, or... Better, better yet, join the uh, the Patreon team, patreon.com forward slash protestia, and get the insurgency tossed in. Now, I see, yeah, I see, I see McLeod saying uh, chats with a video maker. Yeah, I I try to. I'm I'm real bad at it. I mean, honestly, I guess there, there's so many guys out there that, yeah, guys and gals, honestly, whose YouTube channels I love that do live streams and and great content. Uh, you know, Jason Deerwolf Christian is is one of them. Um, you know, I, I, I jump in with, uh, you know, try to try to jump in as many as I can. Uh, Rick Caldwell doing wonderful work on YouTube. Um, uh, you know, April, uh, doing, doing, um, uh, remind me, remind me, Jason, what, uh, what April's podcast is, uh, er, er, you know, her YouTube channel is called. Um, I think it's, it, it's a great one. Obviously Violet over at Brian Babes doing great work. Uh, I recommend you subscribe to all of them. Consume as much of that as you can avoid these, uh, wishy-washy YouTubers, uh, Mike Winger, uh, these wishy, yeah. Standard of truth podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that is, uh, very much worth, uh, worth following also, you know, yet yeah, Rick Caldwell, Caldwell apologetics worth following. Um, if you're tempted to watch a Seiko woods video, don't watch these other folks who do just wonderful work. Um, and, and we very much rely on a lot of the work that they do. I don't give them enough credit, um, for how much I sort of lean on the stuff that they're talking about and then they're digging up. And that really, that provides a lot of the content for what we want to talk about. Um, there are other discernment, uh, ministries online that we highly recommend, obviously, uh, dissenter, uh, formerly reformation, Charlotte. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm buddies with, uh, uh, Ray over at the evangelical dark web. He's doing, he's doing good work. Um, 
Capstone report, uh, reporting a lot of SBC stuff. It's, it, you know, over there, that's very valuable. Uh, a lot of other, a lot of other, I mean, so much wonderful content out there that you can consume probably more than we can fit into a day. Um, but I appreciate you coming and checking out what we're doing. Yep. Yep. K dub. Yep. He's, he does very good work as well. <laughs> See Jason is just dropping them in the, in the comments. All of these channels are, 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 are worth uh, subscribing to. Um, and they are putting out wonderful content, faithful content, um, unmoving as far as their faithfulness to the word, which is, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a blessing for all of us. Um, on the, on the show tonight, I'm not going to spend, I, I really didn't want to, I'll be honest with you. I did not want to, um, talk about this anymore after, after it was the end of November, November 29th, I did a long form sermon review, uh, took about three hours, although I didn't start the, uh, <laughs> I didn't start the, the sermon review itself till about 36 minutes in. So if you go find this thing, skip forward a little bit, if you just want to see the sermon, um, I see, uh, in the comments, how's a wild preacher, Montana. Um, he's doing well, as far as I know. Um, and I've talked about this before, but, uh, our, our brother and friend, um, JD Hall, we are giving him some space to, to really try to reestablish, um, uh, family life and things like that. But, uh, I can report that he is doing well. Uh, all right. K dubs on the stream. Excellent. Excellent. Now, now I feel the pressure. I got all these great, these great content creators watching and they're really expecting something from me. So that's, that's good. I mean, you know, we all do a little bit, we all do a little bit better with that kind of pressure, I would argue. Um, <laughs> so it's, Thanks for joining, joining the, uh, the, the chat here. Um, yeah. Send any subscribers my way for the Protestia tonight channel. It's fledgling a little bit. The Protestia channel is doing okay. Protestia tonight. So not so much. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, before we get to, I'll, I'll say it this way. I didn't want to talk about more about this issue with the sermon and, and, and the, the, the local school here being bought by this church and all of that. And yet they've forced my hand, um, I will, I will explain kind of what I'm talking about, but first, before we get into that story and before we get into the, the nitty gritty and the details and things, um, there is a a tradition that we have here at Protestia, Protestia tonight. Uh, we always, always talk about the gospel before we really, before we get into any of the news stories or the details with anything else. Um, because the gospel is, it's the most important thing any of us are going to say on any of our channels. So what, no matter what podcast you're listening to, what video, um, that you happen to be watching on YouTube. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying everybody has to, uh, has to present the gospel every time they do a video, but it is the reason that we all do what we do. And it's not only, um, the, the pure truth of the gospel itself, but all the other things we talk about when it comes to doctrine and when it comes to uh, when it comes to separating truth from falsehood and it comes to, you know, exposing false teachers and, and really discussing the, the, the details, the, the, um, you know, second tier doctrines, third tier doctrines that we talk about on channels like this, it is for the purpose of the gospel of Jesus Christ It is for the, the purpose of being faithful to the word of God and, um, and really being concerned with the entire, um, the entire testimony of, of scripture and at the core of that and, and really wrapped up into all of it is the, the, the plain and simple, it really is simple gospel message. And it is the good news. The word gospel means good news. And it it's good news really first and foremost, because 
we're stuck with a lot of bad news. Um, you and I and all that were, were born, um, except for Christ himself, were born into sin. We were born with a sin nature inherited from our father, our father, Adam. Uh, we inherited the sin nature, making us rebels against the an almighty God. We were born um, really desiring the things of the flesh, desiring the things of the, of the world, desiring our own, what our own sinful heart wants, and very much opposed and running away from the things of God and his truth, uh, which is very bad news because God is holy. God is holy and his standard is perfection. His standard of righteousness is perfection. None of us live up to it. None of us even come close. And so because of that, because we don't come close, there is a consequence. A just and righteous God has a consequence for violating his holy standard of perfection. And that consequence is eternal separation and damnation. It's eternal separation and punishment in, in, the, in the pit of hell. Scripture, scripture says this very clearly. That's, that's horrible news except for the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ was born, um, took on flesh. Scripture says he took on flesh. So Jesus is fully God and became also fully man as he was incarnated. He was born of a virgin. Now, why is the virgin birth important? Because he did not inherit the same sinful nature the rest of us did. Uh, He was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and lived a perfect life, something none of us were capable of doing. He earned righteousness on our behalf righteousness we couldn't earn, and then in exchange for that, paid the price on the cross. He died a horrific death on the cross that we deserve. We were supposed to die that death. We were supposed to be separated from God. And instead, Jesus took that punishment onto himself. He became a substitutionary atonement. So he he made payment to the Father on our behalf by dying on the cross, and only God himself, um, the holy and perfect um, man, Jesus Christ, was able to to pay for the sins of all those that would place their faith, trust, and hope in, in him for their salvation. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus died on that Christ. He was buried and on the third day raised again by the power of the Holy Spirit, conquering death, proving this, his sacrifice was accepted by the Father. He made a payment to the Father for our sin. And we got his, we, we were, uh, um, gifted his righteousness, not to say we're perfect to this side of heaven, but we were, we're now considered righteous by the father and Christ was, took the payment, uh, took the punishment as if he was guilty of our sin. Um, now the Bible says that if you place your faith, trust, and hope in Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, turn from your sins and towards, uh, and, and, um, and follow Jesus as Lord of your life, trust him for your salvation. Um, that, that salvation is a free gift. And this is not a gift that is, that is, you can earn, you can't earn this. And I know that I've said on podcasts before, Hey, it's not free because there was a price to be paid, but as far as you're concerned and as far as your works and your ability to earn this, it is free. You have no ability to earn this in and of yourself. It is not of works lest any man should boast. That means when you're saved, all the glory goes to God. He is solely responsible for your salvation um, and the older I get, the more, the more I become aware of this, the older I get, the more I become aware that, um, if left to my own devices, I would not even be close in infinitely far from somehow being able to save myself or earn my own salvation. The older I get, the more I realize this was clearly an act of the almighty. This was a, an act of God who decided that for his glory, 
for his glory, for the, the praise and glory of his name, he, he took me by the scruff and he saved me. He said, that one is mine. And if you place your faith, trust in Jesus Christ, you, you make that decision. And yes, it is, is, is it is a decision um, to be made. Uh, he, he saves you as well. Now, we can get into um, we can get into soteriology, the study of how salvation works, uh, another time. But suffice it to say, God moves first. God moves first. He regenerates you, making you able to turn to Him and place your faith and trust in Him. Faith is a gift as well. Um, that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and those that place their faith, trust, and hope in Jesus turn from their sins, repent and believe in Jesus, that Jesus died on the cross for, for, um, for their sins, um, the Bible uh, says that that's a promise of God. He will save you. If you have more questions about the gospel, um, that's the most important thing we'll talk about. Please reach out. You have more questions about the gospel, um, drop them in the comments. Talk to, talk to these, uh, the other gentlemen that are on here. They would be happy. Um, you know, K-Dub, uh, Dear Woke would be Christian. You know, Jason would be happy to talk to you about the gospel. Um, that is the reason that we are all here uh, creating content on the internet to discuss these things. Um, and I mean, if I, if I ended the stream, I ended the podcast right now, it would be just about pro- probably just as much of a blessing as me continuing for the next, um, uh, what, 20 minutes or so, 25, 30 minutes or so talking about this. So, but I wanted to give everybody an update on what's going on. Um, my wife and I decided with, this issue um, that's happened, this latest development with our concerns with the church buying the school here in town, uh, we we made the decision that when things sort of uh, went sideways, uh, when things went sideways, that we would just be 100% transparent. We're not going to hide anything. We're not going to try. And and to be fair, I did try to handle this latest issue. If for some of you that read that article on Protestia talking about this, um, I'm not sure if it was in the article, but I did try and I did approach school staff and administrators and things to try to handle this without being public about it. That was the first step. And not that Matthew 18 and church discipline can really be um, fully exercised when you're not when you're talking about people not in your own body of believers. Uh, you can't really exercise church discipline in the three steps that that Jesus laid out in Matthew 18. But in the spirit of that, because I think that there is general equity in those principles, that when we believe that we've been sinned against or other Christians have sinned against us, we try to handle it privately. I think that's a really good thing. That's a principle that we shall hold to. Uh, we did try that, and we made our case and and tried to uh, kind of appeal what was going on and try to get it across that, hey, this this does not seem like something that should be happening considering what we know. Um, for those of you that, uh, that don't know all the details, I would recommend going over to protestia.com, um, looking for an article, I guess it was published by, um, um, our staff writer a couple, a couple days ago. Um, but basically outlining what has happened and the crux of it is this, um, our son was, was basically accused of, um, accused anonymously because Colorado has an anonymous reporting system for these things called safe to tell. He was basically, he was accused of bringing a weapon to school. He was accused of bringing a knife, a knife to school. He was accused of making threats to come back the next week and harm people at his school. 
uh, via this anonymous system. And the process, I'm not even against the system per se, because mostly it's used for uh, you know, folks on suicide watch. And so so we can do wellness checks if someone is planning on hurting themselves. That's a really good thing. There are some reports that come about, you know, threats and people threatening the school and things. I'm not, I'm not against it, but you have to realize its limitations because it's anonymous. It is also subject to a lot of abuse. And the conversation that the, that the reporter referred to existed. There was a conversation, um, that happened between my son and some other students, but it was entirely mischaracterized. I see violets on the chat now. Happy new year. Violets. Good to, good to see you. (laughs) And it's in the chat. Um, um, thanks for, thanks for joining in. Um, yep. I I see Rick on here. Thanks. Thanks Rick uh, for, for, uh, joining up. Um, let me let me say this first before I get into the details. Uh, my wife and I have, in in every way that I think that this is possible, um, felt the support and the prayers from a lot of not only families around us, you know, physically and in in our church and and places close by, but really felt a lot of support from um, <clears throat> the, the the our fellow believers on doing internet ministry. Um, we felt a lot of that support. We, we, we know that you're praying for us. Um, we know that because of the nature of what you do, because, um, of the nature of being public about your faith and especially taking on contentious issues that are related to what we believe as Christians, we're all subject to this. We're all in the same boat of, of facing, um, what I would argue is very clearly persecution not only from those that don't claim Christ, but unfortunately, even from those that do. And I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it. We approached the situation here with the school, um, assuming that they were acting in good faith and that, you know, that they were confused maybe about the details. Um, but when they decided, Hey, we're going to kick your kid out of school based off an anonymous allegation that he denies, he flatly denies the character, the, the characterization of this conversation and there's no evidence and nobody to question, nobody to, to try to confirm whether this is true or not. Um, we, we couldn't really figure out why they were doing this. And then I saw the incident report from that night and unfortunately discovered that one of the staff members from the school and the, the church that currently owns the school had, um, he had told the police that I, that I had been intimidating the staff, which could not be further from the truth. Uh, this, this was clear in the comments of the incident report. Now, there was no police report from this, which of course also blows up the whole narrative that they seem to be acting under. But one of the, the, the gentlemen of the school, and, and again, I didn't want to believe that, that they were acting um, um, under false pretenses here are acting not in good faith. But then one of the, one of the school staff members tells the police, this kid's father is intimidating school staff. I had never done anything like that. All of my interactions with school staff have been cordial and generous and helpful and, and open. And we've, we've done nothing but try to donate and be generous with our time and our resources to try to help the teachers at the school. Um, that, that was our interaction with the school. 
I, I it turns out, and I, I discover this sort of through the grapevine and, and through communication with other parents, that um, some of the parents who didn't like my sermon review, didn't like the fact that I was talking about the doctrine and the theology on the open, had decided to um, to complain to the school about me and complain to the school about, uh, you know, claiming that I was some sort of a danger or that I was some sort of a, you know, some sort of a, a, a harsh, you know, um, threatening kind of a person, which is for any of you that know me is very much the opposite. Um, now one of the, one of the, the, the fathers of another student, he shared a CBS article, which some of you may have seen from a, a few years back, I guess not a few years back, maybe a year and a half or so when I pulled the, 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 the school board uh, letter stunt. I, I I fully admit it was a stunt to draw attention to what I believed was child abuse by forcing masks on the kids. Um, that's that's what I believed at the time, and I I still believe that. But it, it was clearly a stunt, and and local media picked up on it, and and you kind of made me look like a bad guy. And it, okay, I mean that is what it is. I'm sure even some on the stream here would probably say, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that. Totally okay. You know, I'm open and transparent about why I did what I did, and and. Feel free to disagree. That's totally okay. Um, yeah, it's 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 totally okay if you disagree with my strategy there. You know, agree to disagree. Um, this this father was definitely in that camp, and some of the other some of these other families were definitely in that camp. But I but I found out basically we we had a meeting like what we thought was going to be a Q and A about the school purchase back on December sixth. We had a meeting, and at the meeting they had armed security. At this meeting where this is just like parents learning from the new church what the plans are for the new school, we thought there was going to be a Q&A. There was no Q&A. There was just a um, just sort of a rah-rah session and a, like a cheerleading session, and, the, and the, the church buying the school brought a whole bunch of their people that don't even have kids at the school to be there and to cheer on what was going on. So like, okay, not the end of the world that it wasn't a Q&A, but I found out apparently that that the entire reason that they had security at this meeting was because I, they, they knew I was going to be there. And I guess, you know, they, they consider me a risky enough person to, to make sure that they were armed, armed and ready for me to, I don't know, challenge the doctrine, maybe ask a question about, about theology, ask a question about LGBTQ acceptance in their church. I don't know. Um, but unfortunately that's been the, that's been the, the nature of this, this whole thing. Um, and so, so to get back to where we were, so, so the school, um, decides to, to punish my son with no evidence, with no evidence other than him admitting, Hey, yeah, I'm, I made a joke to some kids and I said the word gun. Now keep in mind, this is a school that has a shooting club. They have a clay shooting and I'm, t- I'm, you know, I'm totally supportive of this. I am a, I am a, uh, a second amendment supporter. As you all know, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's not a big deal for me to talk about guns. This is, a, this is United States of America. That's sort of, that's part of who we are, part of our culture. And this school is, is no different. They have a clay shooting club. Um, they do civil war reenactments with Nerf guns in the junior high, which I think is totally legit. I have no complaints with that whatsoever. Um, they, they read books and have literature that, that refers to firearms and guns and things like that. So this is, this is kind of part of the conversation. And yet the school's eventual position was, well, he said gun, he said gun. So he's suspended from school. Uh, <clears throat> you know? That was their, that was their official position. Uh, and, and I mean, I have documented evidence that this is, this is where they've gone with this. And I just looked at him and said, guys, this is not necessary. Have your issues with me, 
talk about the doctrine, whatever, have your issues with me, even, even say, well, you think it's inappropriate for me to discuss this out in the open if you want to. But as soon as you start attacking kids, as soon as you start dragging the children into this, we have a bigger problem. As soon as you start taking anonymous reports that could be anybody, could be a kid, could be an adult, could be um, the Chinese Communist Party, who knows? It could be anybody making this report. We can't, we can't verify, we can't defend, we can't figure out anything about it and use that to punish children. And for the record, my son's a straight A student. Well, he has a B. He's a straight A student with a B in math. So it's math. He's a little weaker than he should be on, but he's never had any discipline problems in his whole life. You know, he, he's, he, I mean, he was a gas heartbroken that the school claimed that he wanted to hurt other kids. They said this to his face. We had, had a, a, a meeting over zoom and I had to watch the administration of the school. Look at my son who was on the call and accuse him of threatening to come up and shoot up his school. That's what happened. So, I think the fact that I've been as patient as I have been and trying to handle this behind closed doors and via email and whatnot is, is, is about as patient as I think I can be. Um, those of you on the stream, those of you listening to this later, your, your parents, you have kids, uh, tell me how angry you would be if you watched your son break down in tears as his school administrators accused him of being a would-be school shooter. How angry would you be? Especially when there was no evidence of it. That the only evidence was him claiming to make a joke about the word gun. Not even about a gun itself. He was holding a stick of gum and made a joke about, well, if you take the M away and put an N in, then it's a gun. Ha 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 ha. That was the nature of what he said. That was the characterization of the conversation. The other kids are laughing as this happened. And yet I have to sit there and, and watch my 14-year-old break down in tears, heartbroken, because the school that he was enjoying going to and the teachers he cared about and the administrators he trusted decided to do this to him in front of me. Tell me how many of you would be able to sit there and take that and not be as angry as I am right now at what's going on. And yet trying to trying to um, handle this in the Christian way has been difficult for us. And yet we've done just that. I appealed privately. I appealed logically. I said, this doesn't need to be this way. I said, look at your own school governing documents where there's a whole process for handling discipline that you've completely ignored. You've completely set it to the side. Like this is some sort of special situation. And then you expect all of us to look at it and, and not wonder, okay, what, why is this a special situation? Could it be perhaps that the father of, the, of this kid has exposed some things doctrinally that are troublesome for you? Could that be why you're treating him differently than every other student um, in the same situation by your own governing documents? All of this has been um, uh, brought up with them and they have ignored it. They have ignored it the entire time. And so now I'm left with, with really my only option at this point, which is to talk about it talk about it publicly. And that's the stance we've made, like enough of this cloak and dagger nonsense, enough of this, take it behind closed doors, enough of this. Oh, if you have questions about LGBTQ uh, acceptance at the, at the incoming church, just talk to us privately and we'll explain, we'll explain what we really think about it privately. Like I, I, I would say it this way. 
a faithful pastor should be able to tell you what the Bible says about homosexuality in about 30 seconds. It doesn't take a Q&A. It doesn't take a 200-hour prep sermon. It doesn't take um, dragging everything in, in behind closed doors where who knows what you're saying to anybody. You know, we, you drag it behind closed doors. You ask the person questions. You figure out what they want to hear, and that's what you tell them. That's the strategy. Um, or you do a church Q&A. You do a church Q&A, hour and a half Q&A, and say, submit your questions in advance. Well, what are you doing with that? You are... You are having the questions submitted in advance so you can tell what people are really concerned about, what they want to hear, so you can tell them exactly that. Because faithful pastors and ministers and um, uh, those that read the Bible, faithful Christians can just tell you what it says. It doesn't take all of this, all of this manipulation. It doesn't, it doesn't take this long to figure it out. And that's, that's the problem because if you're selling a product, if you've, if you've twisted church and, and scripture and Christ himself into being a product that needs to be marketed and packaged and sold and eight different versions of Jesus, depending on who you're in front of, um, then, then if, if you've turned it into that, then all of this stuff makes sense. All of these actions make sense. If you say, let's step back and pretend that they're, they're selling church and, and Christ as a product rather than just faithfully proclaiming the gospel faithfully proclaiming what the Bible teaches. Because we all know, every faithful believer understands that if you faithfully preach what the Bible teaches, you faithfully preach the gospel and the unadulterated truth of God's word, you're going you're gonna to please a minority, a, a small minority, and the vast majority are going to be offended by this. They're going to be turned off by this. Um, and you know what the special thing about that is? The special thing about that is when you know that you're going to preach the gospel. People are going to reject you, ostracize you, uh, hate you. They're going to persecute you. Um, you then you know that when um, when God saves those whom He will save, it's all about Him. That's the special part about not trying to manipulate the message, not trying to manipulate how you do church and how you preach sermons and, and how you entertain people and get people in and the new words you're going to use to try to describe um, God and Christ and, and what salvation really is. Um, you know that when, when you dispense with all of that and you just preach the straight gospel and you have some that come to a saving faith and belief in Jesus Christ and a whole bunch of others that don't, at least not in that moment, you know the ones that come to Christ are real. You know that God saved those people. You know that he used you because you were obedient, but he's the savior. For those that manipulate their ministries and they make their churches seeker friendly and they, they tickle, they tickle uh, and scratch itching ears and they, they build programs and things to basically emulate the world with like a Jesus flavor. Um, they're the ones taking the credit. They can look to themselves and say, man, look at that church over there that didn't get as many decisions for Christ as we got. Look at how small they are. And we're the big, uh, awesome ministry. God's clearly moving over here. They're the ones taking the credit because it was their special techniques that made that happen. Sorry, I, I realized I chased a rabbit there. <laughs> but to, to get back to the, the issue and the story at hand uh, with what we're talking about, I sent a, in, in, after again trying to 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 really approach this from a, a a a biblical standpoint when i found out via the the 
police incident report that the school was coming after me because there's no reason for me to be in that police report prior to my interaction with the police. I w- I was the subject of that, of, of the conversation between the school and the police before they ever made contact with us that evening. Um, you can see there's a little screenshot I posted, um, that, that I, that I gave to you know, our writers there to put up in that article, uh, on protestia that shows exactly when this happened. But when I found out that I was the subject of this, that it was, you know, they were coming after my son because they were coming after me. I, I had no choice at that, at that point. Now you're dealing with people that you can't trust and you have to start making demands. And so I sent a cease and desist letter saying, I want you to retract these false statements. These, these are false, harmful falsehoods that you've told retract, retract these statements. Um, or we're going to have to take further action. It's, 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 it's all I can do at this point. And I know some of you might be watching this saying, Hey, you, you really need to do that. You might be right. It's possible. But when you find out that the people you're dealing with have harmed your children, um, and lied about them, I, th- I think me demanding that they, that they recant that, that they take that away, that they, that they, um, um, repent of that behavior is, is I think I'm okay to ask that. And I think I'm okay to, to demand that. Now I sent this letter and the, I get a letter back via email from the school's law firm. So I guess this, the, the staff is done talking to me. The administration is done talking to me. I get a letter back from their law firm basically saying, we're not changing anything we're doing. Um, you can't talk to the staff anymore. You got to go through us. Oh, and by the way, you know, um, we would, we, we caution you against, doing harm to the school by talking to other parents like on social media and, and publicly and things um, that you, you could face significant financial repercussions from that. Basically they, they sent me a nat. We, we call it in, in polemics and discernment ministry, a nasty gram, send me a nasty gram saying that, I guess they, they're, they're claiming that I'm attempting. They said to refrain from further efforts to harm the school and its staff. That's how they frame this. And Send me a nasty gram saying, if you keep doing that, you know, you, you keep your efforts. I mean, you, you, you might face financial consequences and, and they could be substantial. Um, I, I sent a letter back saying, Hey, again, here's our issue. If they, if they repent of this behavior, it's forgive and forget we're Christians. Um, and I did put a paragraph at the end saying that, that for them to basically threaten me for talking to other school parents about the issues which is all I've done the entire time is, is be open and honest with other school parents about these issues. Um, for them to say that that is somehow financially harmful to the school and that, and that they might come after me about it. it I, I think I said it was both um, legally and doctrinally offensive. And I said, I reserve my right to talk to parents at the school about whatever I want to talk about. It's not your business to get in the middle of that. Um, all I've ever said about any of this situation has been the God's honest truth. And when you realize that the people you're dealing with are manipulating you and they're, and they're, they're playing cloak and dagger stuff and they're gossiping behind your back. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're clearly, um, uh, kind of following me around and have some sort of report on me. I mean, if, if I'm the reason they had armed security at meetings and things like this, this is, this has gone beyond the pale of what should be the behavior between Christians 
all because I discussed a sermon from a church that's not even part of the school yet. They're looking at buying the place, but so far they have no, they have no legal relationship with the school. Um, I see, uh, uh, uh Jason saying it's sad. Uh, what's the next step for, for me and my family? Well, so in this letter, the, the letter I sent back to them, I, I basically outlined how they had totally violated their published process for disciplinary matters. They basically ex- expelled, uh, both of my kids from their school with no due process. And they've listed in their, in their handbook, plenty of due process to handle these things, including an appeals board. So I, I sent the letter back to their law firm saying, Hey, we want to appeal this. You know, the, the school has basically just gone off the rails and did whatever they want. Despite the fact that parents that have chosen to send their kids to school have chosen that based at least partially off of the, the, the school's rules and the way that they do things. So they have a student handbook that has, and, and I really appreciate this. I mean, if you read through this handbook, it is, it's, it's really good. It's really thorough. It has great processes for handling situations like this. It has a great listing of here are the doctrinal principles for this school. And part of the reason we, that we enrolled our kids there is because those doctrinal principles were solid. They're solid. I mean, I, you know, I, I do a lot of discernment polemics work and I really went over it with a fine tooth comb and said, this is, this is a solid foundation, um, upon which to have a Christian school. We, we really respected and appreciated that. Um, underneath it basically has that part that's part of the handbook. And then here's all the processes. And a lot of it has to do with discipline and prohibited behavior. And you can't do these things, you know, very thorough. And as I'm going through this thing, I'm realizing, um, they're not following any of these procedures. They just sort of did whatever they wanted to do. And so my letter back to their law firm was, look, you need to follow your own procedures here. And we're going, we want to appeal because your procedures allow for an appeal in this matter. And then reiterate our case. It's like, hey, if, if, if you drop this targeted action, that's, you know, very clearly by the police report targeted towards me, you drop this, we will forgive and forget that's what we're supposed to do as Christians with each other. We're not supposed to hold it over each other's heads. Now there, there is another component to this in the fact that it's an, an, it's an institution that has really broken trust with us. Um, that, that is, that is part of it. So it, it, it may be difficult moving forward to trust that they, they won't do this again, but I had been silent about my doctrinal concerns and things for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, you know, I see, I see Matthew saying, yeah, I bet the schools never follow procedures outlining it. Probably not. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I only know what's happening with us. And I know that what they've done bears no resemblance to what they actually put, what they actually put in their handbook as the process for these things. Um, and so I, I just made that case. I made that case to the, to their attorneys. I said, please forward this to the school administration. Please forward this to the, um, the appeals board, which is talked about in the, in the student handbook. Um, and let me reiterate that if they, if they change course and stop doing this, stop targeting us, stop, um, taking what my son very clearly says was an attempted joke. He was trying to, you know, he's a new kid. He's a new kid, new school. He's trying to make friends. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to socially, um, um, be accepted. Um, very clearly that was his purpose for, for whatever it is he said, which he's, he's not even hundred percent sure, but he said, I was joking. All the kids laughed. I mean, everybody there knew that there was nothing serious going on. They're taking this and they're saying he's got to be 
basically removed from our school for six months, which by the way is, is the, is the entirety of the rest of this school's existence before it's bought. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Betty, there, there was, um, and I mentioned this earlier, if you haven't heard it yet, but there is a, um, and I, you maybe you're why you might, you might be watching, uh, uh, and catching up on one and 1.25 or one five speed or whatever. Um, but this is, a. uh, yeah, it's it, basically there's an, there's an article on Protesti that's talking about what's happened here. And again, my goal going forward is just to, just to, let's just be open and transparent with all of this. Um, you know, if I've done something wrong here that the school can point to, I'm more than happy to, uh, repent of that. If, you know, I can't imagine what that would be. Like I said, we've been very deliberate about our interactions with the school the entire time they've been there. Um, if, if they have some sort of a concern with me, um, doing a sermon review on a public sermon from a, a, a church preaching public doctrine, uh, I don't want to tell them we're not going to stop doing that. Not only is that what this ministry is about, uh, but testing everything and being discerning and, uh, you know, training the powers of our discernment with constant practice is a scriptural command. It's what we're supposed to do. And so for, for, for Christians and a Christian school to target somebody for doing what the Bible explicitly instructs us to do is, um, you know, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? Um, my whole purpose in talking about that sermon was, first of all, it was brought to me. That's the funny thing is I didn't start. I wasn't even the first one to be sharing this sermon. It was being passed around by parents at the school already. And my goal was let's bring some clarity to this. Let's actually open the word of God. We're going to walk through this and figure out, is this as egregious as everybody is afraid that it is? Unfortunately, we found out, yes, it's just as egregious as ever is as everybody thought that it was. Um, and, and what happened? Well, as soon as I started talking about that sermon, as soon as, as soon as that became the discussion, the church deleted the sermon off YouTube. They deleted it off Facebook. They tried to, they tried to, uh, do damage control. And, and then they tried to claim, well, it was just, um, you know, it was an accident. You know, I've been preaching for a long time, forever and ever and ever. I can quote 12,000 verses and, um, and I've read the Bible 18 bajillion times. Um, I spent 200 hours prepping the sermon. Uh, but sometimes you just make mistakes. And I actually believe that marriage is between one man and one woman for life and a story. And, and that's the more concerning part that they expect people to just believe that they expect people to just say, Oh yeah, you know, this wasn't purposeful. You just kind of made a mistake. I'm like, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. When you preach and you twist scripture and you preach manifest falsehood to the point where you are as a Christian pastor from a pulpit bragging about and, and, and bragging about getting the, um, getting the gay approval for your sermon. And you're bragging about how, uh, you pushed, you know, other guys out of the way. So you could jump in the baptistry to make sure you were the one baptizing unrepentant homosexuals into the faith. That's not a whoopsie. That's not an accident. And the fact that, and I, and I explained this to, to my sons, um, which was difficult for me, but I explained to them, look, boys, when, when you do what is right, when you stand up for truth, um, it's very easy for us to say that when we stand up and do the right thing, it's going to cost us something. We can say that all day long, but then to actually live it out 
to actually live it out is more, it, it's more difficult for sure. Um, and, and kind of just trying to explain that to them. Um, and the funny thing is, I mean, Jesus said that this would happen. Did he not? Um, let me, let me, let me close with this. We're, we're going to move over to Matthew five. Um, also known as the Beatitudes as, 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 as you guys know. Um, but Jesus, I'm going to skip forward a little bit to, to, uh, near the end. Actually, you know what? I'm going to read through the whole thing, but then we're going to camp out on the end a little bit. This is Matthew 5, 1. And Jesus, uh, it says, seeing the crowds, uh, Jesus went up uh, on the mountain. And when he sat down, he, his disciples came to him. So this is Jesus to his disciples saying, um, he, he, he said to them, he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. And that's a, that's a, that's one I like to, I like to remind myself of that a lot. And I think that those of you being faithful and, and publicly standing up for the truth of God's word, you are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Those of you that doctrine is important to you, doctrine's a big deal. The, the, the sanctity of God's truth is a big deal. This is a, this is a verse for you for sure. Um, verse seven, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. Now that's peacemaker as defined scripturally and by Christ, not by our current worldly standards, just throwing that in there. Blessed are those, and this is a big one. And this is, this is unfortunate when this comes from, um, professing believers, others that claim the name of Christ, but it does happen. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when, and, and this is the one that I, I quoted to my boys when I was talking to this, um, about them, uh, to, to them about this last night, especially my younger one that had nothing to do with anything and is being expelled from school anyway. Um, said, he said, blessed are you. I, I, I said this to him. I said, Jesus, Jesus said this and you need to take it to heart right now. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely. When you get falsely accused of things you didn't do because you chose to stand up for the truth of God's word, because you chose to expose a false teacher because you chose to, to demonstrate um, someone close to you in your own community who is twisting the word of God to make it say things it doesn't say and lead people astray and give people false assurance of salvation. Just how hateful can you be to claim the name of Christ from a, a Christian pulpit and be giving people false assurances of salvation that, oh, you— you said you you said that you uh, asked Jesus into your heart. Well, congratulations, you're a Christian. As if you could know that or say that. Jesus went on to say, "Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you." So just let me let me encourage you, especially because. I have so many folks on the stream that are faithfully proclaiming the word of God, faithfully doing the hard uh, work and labor of rightly dividing the truth, rightly dividing the truth of God's word. 
um, write these verses down somewhere nearby, write them down by your computer, put them by your streaming equipment and, and remind yourself when you're tempted to self-censor or not say the truth or not, not unapologetically stand up for the truth of God's word in the face of these things, remind yourself, Jesus told you this would happen and you're blessed. It is a great blessing to be persecuted for the name of Jesus. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. They persecuted the prophets who were before you. We shouldn't be surprised when they persecute us. Um, I stand by everything that I've said regarding this situation so far, and I remain um, open and, and ready and willing to forgive and be reconciled and um, up, upon repentance of these things. Um, that is still a, that is still a possibility that can still happen. The doors are still open. That is what we do as Christian brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what we do. We offer that hand of forgiveness because Christ forgave us. And, um, you know, it's, and this has been an opportunity to teach my family, to shepherd my family as, as not as not as their pastor or something, you know, let's not get that twisted, but as, as a spiritual leader of my household, this has been quite the opportunity to, um, help them see the truth of these things and, and, and help them know that, and really to tell them that, yes, you're being sinned against by people that proclaim the name of Christ. This can happen. It's nothing. It's, it's not a, um, some sort of proof that what we believe has any issues at all. It's proof. In fact, it's evidence that what we believe is true. It's evidence of how much we need Jesus Christ, how much we need a savior. Look at the depravity around you. Look how easy it is for those that claim the name of Christ to sin and continue sinning. And I'm no different. I'm just as, as much subject to the flesh nature as anybody else. And this is just, it has been a, a, um, a teaching moment, a gut check moment for our faith. Um, and I appreciate the prayers and the support, um, more than, you know, um, appreciate, um, those of you that have been praying for us, that have reached out, that have expressed their concern, that have, you know, just, just shown love to our family. Um, sorry. Um, you know, after, after the difficult year that 2022 has been for, for, for us and for this ministry, as, 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 as some of you know, um, to, to know that, uh, you know, to have this going on, it's, it's been rough. It's been, it's been real difficult. Um, and yet, you know, every chance I, I get, I keep telling people, we're going to stay faithful. We're not moving. You're not going to get us no matter how, no matter what you do to us, you are not going to get myself or my family or my boys to back off from what they know to be true in God's word. We're not going to do it. And that's where we stand. And, and, and I pray that this, uh, this, this can come to a resolution. Um, I'm, I'm praying for that. We're open to that. Um, we are easy to get in, in touch with, um, for anybody that has questions, you know, we, we, we hope that exposing these things to the light will bring, um, will bring true repentance. You know, that's what we're praying for. Um, thank you so much for joining me on this live stream. Really, it's very much a blessing to see um, all you guys out there uh, backing us up and, and, and supporting this. Uh, it looks like, from what I can tell, 
that the Protestia channel has been able to also also stream this from what I can see. So so that's that's exciting. I'm excited about Protestia Live going forward. Um, if you know you know other uh, you know content creators, and I kind of said this in the intelligence briefing today, but other other content creators that are interested in possibly working with us and getting their stuff out on Protestia Live, it's basically just rebroadcasting what you did. So the half an hour, hour, whatever you want to do is yours. If you want to you want to talk to us about that, you know where to get a hold of me. I'm I'm excited to replace some of the um, the 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 repeats and the podcast flashbacks and things with real uh, serious additional content. And so we're we're praying for. Um, other content creators to to come alongside us who are willing to to let us rebroadcast their stuff for free. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us. Now, if you are a patron supporter, uh, there is a, another YouTube link in Patreon right now to get over to the PTVIP patron-only stream uh, that I will switch over about as quickly as I can. Uh, for the rest of you, uh, we love you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, keep praying for us. Keep logging on to protest for the latest and uh, you reach out if you have any questions uh, we love you and as always Semper Reformando <laughs> <laughs>